You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. In this episode, we're going to look ahead to the 2019 Husker offense. We'll take a look at some possible position battles. We'll see if we can agree with each other as we try to project a two or three deep depth chart depending on the position group finally we'll offer thoughts on whether or not we'll be better same or worse at each offensive position group so this should be a lot of fun you guys ready for this let's do it all right tyler we're going to come to you we're going to talk about the quarterbacks first uh let's uh discuss a a top three in your book so you know obviously the name that's going to start off is adrian martinez uh returning player um in line for a great year um, and then I think it gets interesting. I, I'm going to go with Luke McCaffrey as my number two, and then Andrew Bunch is my third. Um, you know, I, I think very possibly Luke McCaffrey coming out of high he's got all the talent in the world. Man, I, I don't know if he's going to make that second spot or not, but um, but right now that's what I'm going to go with my list. Derek? Well, okay, I, I completely disagree with you on this. Adrian Martinez is everybody's number one. There's there's not a soul in Husker Nation right now disagreeing with Adrian Martinez. Uh, I, I, th- I honestly personally believe Andrew Bunch will transfer by, by the end of spring. So I, I just pretty much eliminate Andrew Bunch. And I have Vedral, my number two, because I think they're going to want to try and save McCaffrey as much for next year as possible. Unless something disastrous happens, I don't see McCaffrey being a backup. Not yet. So I think that's interesting. Uh, Andrew Bunch, you know, it looked like that he, he was exploring uh, transferring there in early January. And as far as I know, he's stuck around. Uh, he's still there. And so uh, in mine, I'm going with the thought that Andrew Bunch is going to stick around. So I have Adrian Martinez, of course. Andrew Bunch is my number two because I think he's that much better than my number three, Noah Vedral. I didn't put Luke McCaffrey in there based off of him coming in so late. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be that number three guy yet. Uh, I think he'll definitely get his four games in as the red shirt, but, or at least some games in. But I don't know if he's going to be that guy. I think I think Andrew Bunch. I like Andrew Bunch. Derek, well, you, you go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was going to say that Luke McCaffrey is an early enrollee, so he is going to be on campus to get some snaps. I, I agree with you guys in the sense that do I think they're going to blow his red shirt unless something catastrophic happens early in the season? I I, I agree with you in that sense. So it will be interesting to see how they do these backup snaps. I just think he is, you know, he is right now the heir apparent to Adrian Martinez, whether we have two more years or three more years of him. Um, I, I am a very big Luke McCaffrey guy. I think going into spring ball, he is probably going to prove he's the second quarterback. Now, are they going to put him back on the depth chart because they say he's too small and redshirt to him? You guys might be right on that, but um, I, I do. As Right now, I like him taking that number two spot through the spring. All right, now, so for the easiest of these position groups, playing the game better, same, or worse, how do you see this position group this fall, Tyler? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go same. I'm going to go same. I, I am concerned about Adrian Martinez having a sophomore slump, but I think our depth at quarterback um, is going to be much better I think you you know Vedral Bunch and McCaffrey is going to be a lot better uh, duo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the same, um, but I'm a little apprehensive on that. Derek, uh, I I wanted to go same because at the end of the day, if we lose Martinez, we're pretty much screwed, just like last year. However, the part I disagree with you, Tyler, is I, I think, judging off what history has said about Scott Frost and his quarterbacks, his year two is always wonderful with these quarterbacks. So I think he will improve Adrian Martinez that much better. So I'm going to go with better because I think Adrian Martinez is even better than he was last year because he had a lot of freshman mistakes that really could have been cleaned up. Oh, I think it's easy all the way that they're going to be better. 
more experience across the board with Adrian Martinez. And then if something happens, Andrew Bunch, Noah Vedral, they have a little bit more experience. Another year to work in the offense. Yeah, I think the uh, I think it looks really good in that quarterback room, with the, especially with the addition of Luke McCaffrey. Go ahead, Tyler. Well, so I, I'm curious. So, Derek, you, okay, I, you might be right on Bunch transferring. I mean, that may end up happening. He, you know, he came to run a pro style offense. That's probably what he's better for. But assuming he's here, do you still? Would you? Where do you have him coming in on the depth chart if he stays? Do you think he beats out Vedral or not? No, I don't. He really didn't beat him out last year. Once, once Vedral was eligible, who came in for the scrub time? It was always Vedral. So I, I think I think Vedral will pass him again. I think it'll be. I still think Vedral will be backup quarterback. I think it's just one game, right? That we're two. talking about here. I think it was two games that he came in. Well, okay. Well, maybe I'm remembering remembering it wrong, but I, I know that there's one game where he came in and Andrew Bunch never came in. That kind of was kind of like the that was a Minnesota uh, game. W, yeah, WTF moment. Like, why, why is Andrew Bunch? But anyway, all right, let's move on to the running back battle. Uh, of course, we lose Divina Zigbo from here. That's going to be a huge loss. But uh, uh, Derek, we'll, well, let's we'll start with you this time. How do you see the depth and position battles going on here? All right, I'm going to go with probably the obvious answer. I think Washington is a the absolute starter. I think he's probably going to be he's going to they're going to put some weight on him in the in the weight room. He's going to be a little more durable with that extra weight. I think he is your probably go to guy. I and I struggled with the second string. I I went with Dedrick Mills just based off of lack of people behind him. Uh, and then for third string, I went with Miles Jones because again, I just I don't know. I'll hear a lot of people talk about um, White Mazur. I think White Mazur is going to be another spring game one hit wonder where everyone's going to want him to start or not start, but everyone's going to want him to get a lot of playing time back there. And at the end of the day, he's just not going to cut it. Tyler. Yeah, Derek, in the end, I had the exact same uh, order as you did. Um, but I'll tell you, the, the X factor at this position group to me is Wondell Robinson. Um, I, I do not know where this kid is going to play this fall. Um, I will definitely learn more in the spring with him. Um, you know, last week I thought running back. You know, Justin, you pointed out that they have him listed as a wide receiver. We'll probably get to his name here in a minute. So I'm, I'm not going to put him there. Um, Wyatt Missouri. Man, I think that guy could play. I think he could find a place. I just have a hard time putting him over Miles Jones at this point, just based off of what I thought of them coming, you know, out of high school. And and it, it doesn't matter because I didn't know who Wyatt Missouri was, but like I just think that Miles Jones has a little bit more upside than Wyatt Missouri, and I, I just I'm going to give him the slight at, um, edge in that battle. I, I find it I find it funny that you're giving White Missouri so much uh, credit when last year you hammered him after the spring game with the same thing I pretty much just said that he was a one hit wonder in the spring game. Well, you're right. I did, and I stand by that. That I think the Nebraska fans are trying to appoint him as the number one back or number two back, and I don't think that's his spot. Um, I I just he he is a senior on a team that doesn't have many seniors. Um, he has shown some athleticism and shown the ability to, you know, play different positions. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you guys, honestly, I thought about moving him the wide receiver for depth. I think the coaches will look at that because I think our wide receivers do need some depth. Um, if he can't make that three deep, but you know, ultimately, like I said, I, I yeah, I mean, this, this is like faint praise. Like this is like a little bit like. Yeah, I think he's good. He's good to make the maybe the three deep, but no, Nebraska fans love this kid. They think he is a Danny Woodhead type. I mean, he's the Danny Woodhead we actually got, and I, he's not that guy, I don't think. Well, I have Maurice Washington one. I put in Dedrick Mills there, but uh, you know him coming in late uh, this summer that that worries me slightly. Uh, I have Wyatt Missouri in number three. I almost bumped him up to the number two. I don't know if I really like what we have going on at running back right now. 
Uh, we're bringing in a lot of guys, and maybe that's why they're bringing in so many guys. Uh, I think White Missouri. I think he. I think there is a role for him in this offense. I, he looked pretty good the limited chances that he had last year, and Dedrick Mills. I'm not sure. I, I pencil him number two. Just he's a junior college guy, but uh, Derek. When you're looking at this running back core, better, same, or worse than last year? Uh, this, this one was a little tough for me. Uh, I'll, I'll go slightly worse. I, I think there's a lot of talent. I still think there's a, plenty of talent in this uh, running back room. I think we can be okay. But you don't lose a divine a Zigbo and say you're better off. So I, I'm going to go slightly worse, but I'm going to say that with a little bit of angst because I think we could still be good. Tyler? I I think the answer is worse. I mean, you know, Divine and Zigbo had a great year last year. Um, you know, there are a lot of rumblings that this guy could end up being like a top three round running back. Um, and, I mean, that would be the highest drafted running back since Amir Abdullah. Um, I mean, that 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 is impressive. I, I don't think... Washington is at the point in his career where he can handle the touches that Divine Zigbo had. And then if he can't do that, now you're going to look at your backups. And, you know, last year we got by with running really two backs most of the year. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. I think you're going to have to go three running backs. I think that's going to be a lot more of a factor is the depth. And ultimately, I don't think the production is going to be there, but I, I do think this year you're going to see three, if not four, running backs hit the field. I agree. Uh, you know, we're only returning like uh, like 500, a little over 550 yards out of these running backs coming back. I got a question. Jalen Bradley, did he eat, was he even a consideration for you guys in this exercise? No. No. I mean, I, I mean, I had some of these true freshmen coming in um, ahead of him. I mean, I, and, and you know what, though? I will say this. I don't know what his deal was last year, but the guy showed talent as a freshman and, and under, under Riley. And maybe he didn't pick up the playbook. Maybe he was, you know, injured and we didn't know about because Frost keeps that kind of hush-hush. Maybe there's something there, but, you know, hell no. He wasn't even in my top five running backs next year. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so I say all that to say I think the running back core is in a lot worse shape than last year. It's the experience coming back is just really, really worries me. Dirk, do you think Maurice Washington uh, he won't play like Divine Azigbo, but do you think he can him singularly can match the production that Divine Azigbo had last year? Yeah, I think so. I, I, first off, I think he's going to gain some weight in the weight room, and I think that's going to help him tremendously. Second off, I think it's going to come down to the offensive line, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But if they can open holes for him, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. I the kids show flashes of greatness. Not 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 looking like he was just serviceable, but he looked great at times. And I and I think another year in the program and, and gaining some weight. Remember, this guy showed up a week before fall practice started. A week. So you get him a full year in this system, yeah, I, th- I think he'll do just fine. So I just want to add to what Derek's kind of saying here. It's not like Divina Zigbo was one of these guys that carried it, the ball 20 to 25 times. He averaged like less than 15 times a game. Exactly. He wasn't, he wasn't carrying it a lot. Uh, but he had a good yards per carry. Um, he did. He did. And, and, and you're right. He, he did take it mostly. He you know, he wasn't a high volume like a lot of people like to rewrite history. I just he turned into a damn good back for us. And yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm having him on too much of a pedestal, but I think it's gonna be tough for Maurice Washington See, to replace. Let, let, let me just throw this out there, and I know I'm probably the biggest prick out of all of us for this, but do you guys really put Divina Zigbo like even in the last twenty years, do you put him in our top backs? Like top five even in the last twenty years? We're, I, th- I think everybody's putting him on this pedestal because for the last three years we've seen no backs looking good, and so he he was the first thing to come back look that looked good. Well, I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, I think he was a pleasant surprise. We finally had a one thousand yard rusher uh, after going on hiatus for so long. 
So he was a pleasant surprise. He was a guy that nobody expected much out of. And there was like all this talk whether or not he even fit in the system, in the Scott Frost system. And he took that ball and he surprised everybody. Everybody was surprised by his output. And so I, I think it's like one of those feel-good stories. Breaks a 1,000 yards, does it with ease. Like I said, he wasn't carrying it 20, 25 times. Less than 15 times a game. Uh, average seven yards a carry. I mean, I, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to no. bash the guy. I'm just saying, over the last 20 years, would you put him in your top five? Like he was a pleasant surprise. He was a great story. I hope the best for the kid. But when you're talking about like Amir Abdullah, you're talking about Rex Burkhead, Roy Halu. We had some really good backs in the last 20 years. Do Do you what? put him in your top five? You surely let, don't let put, put your top three, I would assume. Let me put it this way. If he was coming back this year, if he was going to be a senior this year, I think you could probably make a case for that based off of what he did last year. I mean, my I God, mean, he, he's, he's, he's like one of two players that you absolutely wish was coming back. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. This year. But I'm going off of what but, he I mean, did. But but this guy could end up being our highest draft pick. I mean, he might be the most NFL player that we had on that roster last year. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's Amir Abdul. I don't think he's Rex Burkhead. But, I mean, is he in the same category as Roy Hillou? I I don't know. I don't think production, what he did at Nebraska, but maybe skill set. I think offensive line, if he had a better offensive line, maybe his stats are even better last year. Yeah. And, and, and just, I'm going to ask you one more question on the running back and we can get off of it. Okay. You, me and you are both on poo pooing the running back core. If Wondell yeah. Robinson is a running back, he comes in. I obviously he'll catch the ball out of the backfield. That'll be part of his arsenal. But if he plays running back, does that change what you think of this depth chart? If let's put him at running back, where does he fit on your roster? If he plays running back for Nebraska, Oh, that, that that's tough right there because I wanted to look at it that way. Uh, I think he would probably be number two. I mean, he, he's one of those guys where you just absolutely have to get on the field. You have to find a way to get him the ball. And putting him at number two, I mean, that's putting him in the rotation with Maurice Washington. I think that would be right. I don't think he's going to be the key guy his freshman year, but... There's going to be a place. And I guess we're going to talk about that as we head into this. But uh, Well, we, we are. But but I will say this. If he was a running back, if he lined up at running back, I think our running back core would be equal or better than it was last year. Because I, I do think he's that dynamic player. We're going to talk more about him. But I do think he is going to be a dynamic player wherever he lines up. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 100%. Agree. Oh, uh, here comes Derek to shit all over it. Yep, I disagree. I think if this coaching staff was this was this worried about the the running backs, he would be there. But the fact that we all sit here and think he's a wide receiver, that's why that's where they think we need him because we know the wide receivers are the where, where we're hurting the most. Huh? Well, yeah, well, you're, I think you're right. Wide receivers are where we're hurting most, but I think so. I think that's why he will end up there, and I think that's probably a more natural fit for him. The more I hear, but I I, I think. I, I think it would be a mistake to look very short-sighted on where we're going to be this year for him. If we're just saying this year our depth at wide receiver is worse than running back, but really he'd be a better running back, that's a mistake. you got to play him where he's going to be the best at. Because that would be a hard transition to come in as a wide receiver and two years later be like, okay, let's try to line you up at running back. Um, I, I, I think you got to play him where he's going to be the best. He's that kind of a special talent. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about these wide receivers here. Now, let's do this a little bit different. We've given our top three uh, at each position. Uh, since there's three wide receiver positions in a Scott Frost offense, we'll, we'll do the top three wide receivers and then the next top three. We won't worry about backing up you know, the uh, various uh, receiver groups. So, uh, Tyler, this, is, this one goes back to you. Of course, we have to replace Stanley Morgan. Who uh, you know is responsible for over a thousand yards receiving? That's uh, no easy uh, fill in there. But 
Tyler, go ahead and give us uh, your top six. So I'm going to say for starters, I'm going to have J.D. Spielman, Cade Warner, and I'm going to go Wandell Robinson. Um, I think those are going to be my starting three. My backups are going to be Mike Williams, uh, Javion Wardyard, and I'm going to go with McQuitty. I I think he's going to have a renaissance season and uh, kind of get himself a little bit better up. Partially, I have him there because of the my fear of depth. Um, Andre Hunt could compete for that spot. I could also see Darian Chase coming in and getting some playing time. Um, but I, I'm going to go with McQuitty beating those guys out and being like the sixth guy in that rotation. Derek? Uh, I, I agree to an extent. I don't, I don't know if I, th- I see Kate Warner quite so high as you do. Uh, look, the, the, ba- the basic thing of this whole thing is we need Javon McQuitty, Williams, or Woodyard. We need one of those guys to step up. Uh, everybody's putting so much uh, emphasis on, on, on Wandale Robinson, and I think he will have a big part of this offense. And I think in time he will probably be one of the greatest, one of the one of the great players to come out of this out of, out of this class. But at the end of the day, he's going to be an incoming true freshman. I, I I think the reason they're wanting him at wide receiver, honestly, is to can you imagine having Maurice Washington and Wandale Robinson on the field at the same time? Like that, that's a scary thought, really. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Spielman's obviously your number one. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Williams, probably number two, because I think he had more playing time last year. Uh, Cade Warner, probably number three. He 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 was uh, somewhat reliable on catching, but he's he doesn't have a lot of speed. I mean, he's not going to break away. He's good for a little dump pass, and I think that's what your number three wide receiver needs to be. I think Wondell Robinson probably comes number four, but I, I think he could have been number three just as easy. Uh, I think uh, Jerron Woodyard probably comes in next at number five, and I'm going to go with Andre Hunt at number six. Okay. Yeah, we're not far off. I mean, I guess it just goes to show that we don't have a lot of guys at wide receiver. So, uh, my starting three are J.D. Spielman, Cade Warner, and Wondell Robinson, just like you, Tanner. And then the three backups behind there is Mike Williams, Jaron uh, Woodyard, and I have Andre Hunt instead of McQuitty. McQuitty, he, where was McQuitty last year? He burned, Justin, let's be honest, he burned you last year. You, you're like, he's going to be our best new wide receiver. He's going to step up, and whether it be injuries or whatever really happened to him, He's 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 the guy that broke your heart. He broke he broke my heart. He broke all of he broke all of Husker Nation's heart. Well, you know, after that big spring game, come on, man. I, I, in, I from what I've heard, it sounds like he had a shoulder injury last year that kind of slowed him. He had a knee injury his freshman year that redshirted him. Maybe if that guy could stay healthy, maybe he could find himself a, a big spot in this offense. But until he can stay healthy, I, I don't know. So well, go ahead, Justin. So I just want to say here, you know, looking at these stats for wide receiver, uh, total receiving yards, Nebraska had two thousand nine hundred sixty-six. Two thousand one hundred twenty-three of those yards were by uh, was the total by wide receivers. Coming back now that you know uh, Rymers is gone, Stanley Morgan, we're only bringing back one thousand forty-five returning yards uh, coming in there. There's not a lot of guys that have a lot of experience. Uh, You know, all of our receptions were taken up by Stanley Morgan and J.D. Spielman. And if you look at the receptions or total yards, I mean, you have to go quite a ways down the list to find the next wide receiver. So Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman, Maurice Washington, Zigbo, Jack Stoll, they all had more receiving yards than our next wide receiver, which was Cade Warner. He only had 95 yards. We're not returning a lot of uh, experience. There's not a lot of of production coming back in this unit. So 
this really scares me. And this is probably the unit that scares me the most out of everything coming back on offense. Uh, it's the production. Tyler, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I, and, and that's why ultimately I think at the end of the year, if you, if you told me I had to put a dollar on it right now, I, I think Robinson will be our second leading wide receiver. Um, I, I do think he's going to be that type of playmaker. And I don't know if he's going to be, you know, everyone wants him to be uh, more out of Purdue. I don't know if he's going to be that good. That those are that's a really lofty expectation, but no, I mean I I'm with you. I mean this we're not returning a lot there. This is a group of people that we are not stacked at. Um, I do like Cade Warner. I do think he's going to be a guy that you can put count for a couple hundred yards. I think he'll double his production next year. Um, but God, I mean that's not saying much if that's what I'm expecting is him doubling his production. Uh, he's he's so sure-handed. That's why I think he keeps his starting spot. Uh, his hands is going to get him a lot of playing time. Derek? Well, I, I'm not quite as doom and gloom as you guys are. I understand there's not a lot of production returning, I, I, but I think there's enough talent there that somebody's going to step up. It's just a matter of who. And as we go through this exercise, I'm sitting here looking at who's going to step up, and I, I really don't know. I tried to take the best guess I could. But somebody's going to step up. Somebody's going to take these bread basket passes that Adrian Martinez is going to throw to him, and they're going to they're going to get some yardage out of it. Uh, I, I the problem is again, I just don't know who. Well, that, that's what's scary because there there isn't a name that you know we have full faith in. Yeah, of course somebody's going to step up. Somebody's going to get this because it's not like Adrian Martinez is going to just pass for fifteen hundred yards this year. He's still going to probably pass for three thousand yards. I, but I just don't know where that production is going to come from. And, you know, maybe some of these other guys that uh, they're bringing in, uh, you know, Darian Chase, Jamie Nance, and, you know, maybe these guys get a chance. But I, I will say this. I, th- I see them two being the least likely of characters to get those yards. <laughs> well. Looking at what's coming back out of these guys, you know, like uh, uh, Andre Hunt, Javion McQuitty, uh, Jerron Woodyard. I mean, I don't think that those guys are in uh, an extreme advantage over. Sure, they uh, are. Chase they have a year Pets. in the system. Sure, they have. They have a huh? huge advantage. I mean, look if, if the quarterbacks can gain an advantage for being in the year in the system and the running backs can gain a year in advance for being in the year in the system. Why can't the wide receivers? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I mean, you're right. I do, but I I think you, I, I, I will be, I, I was thinking about this when we were doing this exercise, how many receivers do I see playing snaps? Because one of the things last year is there were a lot of wide receivers that even took snaps. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, you wonder, like, you know, Frost likes to run at least three wide most of the time. You know, you got to assume some backups. I mean, how many wide receivers do you realistically see right now getting playing time next year? Well, I, I think we're six deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at, you know, what I just put out there, and it was, god dang, it was, it was a stretch to get there to six deep. I don't know I, if I can make a uh, case for seven, but. But but that scares me. I, yeah, I, I, this Frost offense, if it's really going to get popping, um, we've got to get to the point where we're playing eight wide receivers. And I don't know if this is the year we do it, and. and but man, I, I really do. I think that's the number you got to see hitting rotations if we're going to be really successful. I, I disagree. I think six is absolutely plenty as long as you're getting the tight ends involved, which is what they did in the later half of the season last year. And I think they're going to continue that next year. And now they've opened the playbook a little bit. Uh, the the tight ends are going to be a have a huge role in this offense coming up. Absolutely. I, so I, I agree 100%. No, no, but we still got to say if we think it's going to be better or worse. But I, I agree, Derek. But I think the Frost, you want to have speed. And while tight ends are good for the dump and dinks, and that's what they should be used for, man, I don't know if we have a tight end on this roster that I really – we don't have a Gronk on this roster yet. We don't have a guy that I think is going to be a, a tight end that's going to be a lineup at wide out and really be able to threaten the deep ball. I, I, I think 
you, you're really going to have to play within. And when you're looking at fast, really, you need Gronk's your go-to fast wide, fast tight end. Gronk's not that fast. He's just taller. Okay, than maybe else. not fast, but a guy that you can line up at wide receiver. You could put Ron- Gronk wide out and have him do little high passes for thirty yards. I, I just i I like our tight end crew. We're going to get there in a second, but like, man, I I'm not convinced that that we're going to be able to supplement the lack of wide receiver depth just by tight ends. Look, Tyler just used Gronk because he's a huge Patriots fan and just loves Tom Brady and thinks, you know, going to the Super Bowl is awesome. Well, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he he he's made nine Super Bowls and lost ten playoff games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. But so, so do you guys? Do you guys think our wide receivers are going to be better, worse, or the same next year? I'll go first. Worse, I, worse. And until until I see otherwise, I have to say worse. But I, I do think somebody will step up, and I don't think it'll be as bad as everybody thinks it will be. But it, right as of right now, yes, it's worse. Yeah, I think it's not. I agree with you guys. It's worse. And not only do I think it's worth, I think J.D. Spielman, because he's going to be the number one target, and I don't think he's going to be able to do what he did. He may have his worst receiving yard season since uh, in his career so far. I, I would be shocked if he could duplicate the success he's put up without Stanley Morgan to take the coverage. And just to add on to why it's worse, because... You know, last year, headed into the season, we both knew, we, we all knew that we had J.D. Spielman and we had Stanley Moore receivers. We just have one guy that we know is solid. The rest is a question mark. It's a huge question mark, and we're all we're counting on is like, well, somebody will step up. That's not, that's not depth. I'm just like, well, somebody will step up. No, that, that's, that's not it. I, I, agree, I agree with you that that's not depth. I, I agree with that whole statement, whatever. But look, the reason J.D. Spielman was such a hot commodity early in the season was because uh, Morgan was getting double covered, sometimes triple covered every game. So he was only he was on single coverage. That's why I think somebody's going to step up. Eventually, somebody's going to be open, and they're, they're going to throw to that guy. And look, you don't get to college without being able to catch a ball. That's just you don't do it, and so I think I think I think JD Spielman will start the year very slow, just like just like Morgan did last year. There was a point last year where we thought Morgan was not. I mean, he was doing good, but he wasn't getting a lot of targets. JD Spielman was the main target, and I think it'll th- the same thing happen this year, where J- to start the year JD Spielman won't be the main target because he's going to have two or three guys draped all of them all all, all game long. Yeah. Well, let's get into the tight ends. That's an extension of the wide receivers uh, or the receiving game. So go ahead, Derek, uh, with your top three. Well, th- this is the easiest one out there. I mean, yeah. you, you talked about quarterback being the easiest one. This is by far the easiest one. Jack Stoll is obviously your number one. Austin Allen's number two, and, and Kurt Raffdell's number three. This is the same as it was last year. And there's look. Jack Stoll made some really good catches towards the end of the year last year, and they really opened up the playbook to get these tight ends involved. And I think between Jack Stoll and Austin Allen, you're really going to see a lot of production out of tight ends this year compared to last year. Tyler? Yeah, I, you know, I agree. I think the thing with this position is I think there's a big assumption that Stoll is going to be the guy that he's going to be the primary tight end. And honestly, I mean... For the point of an order, I'll go with Derek's. I agree with that order. But honestly, this could be 1A, 1B, 1C. I mean, these guys, I think, are going to get equal reps when it comes to playing time. I think they're going to see a big rotation. And I, I, I really, I'm not convinced that Stoll is going to be this guy that's going to get so many more, so much more playing time than the other two. I, well, I don't know if I completely agree. I, I think Jack Stoll is the number one. I think the next two, I actually had Kurt Raftall's number two guy. But it's basically 2A and 2B. I put Kurt Raftall at number two. <laughs> the only reason I put him ahead is because more reception, more yards than Austin Allen. He was utilized a little bit more. But when you're splitting the difference between four and two receptions, who cares, right? But, yeah, 2A, 2B right there. Uh, I I like this group. I like what we have at tight ends. Uh Katarian Legrone, did you guys consider putting him in there, or what do you guys think? Not at all. 
not, not not with the talent that we have in the upper in the towards upperclassmen with these three guys. They they're just there's nothing against Katerian Legrone. I, I think he could eventually be something pretty good, but I, I this I think this is probably offensively besides quarterback, probably maybe one of our most talented groups. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Oh, uh, oh I, I I gotta get in there. I'm sorry. I, I completely, I mean, I agree with Derek in a sense, but this is easily our best, and I did think about putting him in there. And another guy is Hickman. Hickman's coming in. I mean, we have five tight ends next year that I think are Division One ready to play. And and can we get fine playing time for all five of them? Probably not, but I, I do. I think we have five guys that are legit players in the Big Ten next year at tight end. Go ahead, Derek. That it, it, Okay. You, you bring up Chris Hickman, who also played outside backer in high school, who was a very good outside backer. And I'm not 100% convinced that they're not going to transfer him out to outside backer and he won't be a tight end. And we'll get it, we'll well, get I, into I, defense I, later. But I, I just I don't know if I necessarily see him even being a tight end by in the next two or three years. I, I disagree. I think our, our outside backer has great depth, and we'll talk about that more, um, I think, next week. But... Um, I think he will stick a tight end, um, but I, I love this position group. Um, Legrone, I, I mean, I get. It. I think we are at, we are five deep of guys. I mean, depth will not be an issue. I mean, no one wants to see an injury, but God, if there was going to be one, tight end would not be the worst position to lose a uh, person. So, um, this is a position group I think is going to be great. I think it's going to be better than last year to kind of put a bow on that. Um, it, it's going to be, I think, a very good position for us next year. So I got a silly question here. You know, uh, you hear a lot about, you know, there's uh, in the receiving core, there's not really a big bodied receiver that we have that you can really count on. Any chance that one of these guys, one of these tight ends lines up a little bit more in the traditional wide receiver? Tyler, do you think? Is that a possibility? I mean, I, I mean, I brought up Gronk playing out wide. I mean, obviously you look at Raftall and Allen as two guys that could definitely do that. It, you know, it. Are we going to see a few snaps like that? Probably. I'm not going to say there's not going to be anything, but if if you're going to look at a consistent thing, I need to see more out of those two guys uh, before I'm ready to say they're really ready to go out there on that wide ten to twelve snaps a game. Okay. All right. Let's. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. I think Tyler has a hatred for Jack Stoll because he's got a mullet. Well, okay, let's be real. There are less reasons to hate someone than that. I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. Like, I mean, get get rid of the mullet, dude. Like, looks, get a he, mohawk like a real man. Nah, he looks good with it. Keep it. Keep it. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, offensive line. All right, so uh, key losses off the offensive line. Tanner Farmer, Gerald Foster. I'm putting Cole Conrad in there as well. Uh, or, Tyler, I think this... Are, are, we, are we skipping the best, worst, and same? Did we not do that for tight end? No. Um, I right. said I thought it would be better, but... Yeah, uh, okay. No one Sorry, else go ahead. I, I, I think we're better. I think the, the the years of experience in this with these tight ends, I think we're a lot better. I, I think this is probably the most improved position group from year yeah. one to year two. I completely agree. I skipped over it because I thought we kind of already said that, but that's cool. Offensive line. Uh, key losses, Tanner Farmer, Gerald Foster, and Cole Conrad. Tyler, uh, who are your top five starters, and then who are the backups? Well, I, you know, before I get into this, I think i got to preference this. You know, I think a lot of what I think is going to happen is going to revolve around does Desmond Bland get to campus. Um, I think if he does, he will be a starter, whether center or guard. I know a lot of people think center. I personally think guard would be a better spot for him. But um, I'm going to operate under the assumption that he won't make it to campus. Um, there's too much rumbling to that. that. Um, I think you're going to look at tackles starting next year. I think you're going to look at uh, Hymas and Farniak. Um, you know, I think Bo Wilson will start at guard. This is where it gets tricky. I'm going to go with John Raritan, um as my other starting guard right now. The guy hasn't really developed. But I think another year in the off season in the room, uh, weight room, um, the guy was a great recruit coming out of high school. I mean, he was in the top five guards. I got to think this guy develops. And that weak guard, I think he can get in there. And I think 
maybe the most compelling starting spot would be Will Farniak and Cam Jurgens. Um, I'm going to give it with Will Farniak, Cam Jurgens, my backup. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Matt uh, Citroman and Christian Gaylord as my backup tackles, and Trent Hickson and Joshua Wegner, um, a JUCO uh, transfer from Iowa Western. I think he'll be my other backup guard. Derek, uh, I have I have two different scenarios here as well. I, I have I have the scenario of the what I would like to see, and the scenario of what I think will happen. The what I would like to see is I'd like to see Hymas start at tackle, and on the opposite side, I like to see with the media putting up so much hype and everybody saying that he's ready for college. I'd like to see Ben Hart start at the other tackle. Which would move, which to me would move Matt Farniok into guard, which I think he's better suited for. And then I think you put Bo Wilson at the other guard, and it would put Bland in at center if Bland were to come. Uh, the scenario of what I really see happening, probably most likely, is Hymas and Farniok starting at guard, or I'm sorry, tackles. I got Bo Wilson and Raritan starting at guards. Uh, again, I'm, I'm kind of with Tyler here on most of it. I got Farniak starting at center with Jurgens backing him up. I got Gaylord and, uh, I still got Ben Hart backing up Farniak. Worst case scenario. I got Hicks and start, uh, back up as uh guard. And I, 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 the one difference I had was Brock, Brock, ah, Brock Bando. But once you start talking about backups, I, I, Especially online, it's it's just a difficult situation because you never know what any of these guys can do. Yeah, my, mine isn't any different than your guys' ultimately. The only difference that I have in mine is I have Hunter Miller backing up Will Farniak at center. Uh, you heard a lot about Hunter Miller in the fall making a statement and coming on strong, getting a lot of praise, and I think he's going to build off of that. and. Uh, I'm going to leave him there as backup centers. But, uh, you know, doing the offensive line was probably the least exciting part I, of this exercise. I, but, I don't agree, John. I, I think offensive line is really compelling. I, I get these guys aren't flashy, but I, I, dude, I think this is where we're going to win or lose games next year. Is, can this offensive line develop? Can we get better? Derek, you brought up Ben Hart, and I, I'm really intrigued with him. I mean, you put him as a possible starter, for sure backup. Man, I went back and forth on that. Um, I really did. I, I mean, I don't know if I see him as a starter, but yeah, could he be the backup? I ultimately think he's kind of falls in the Luke McCaffrey thing, like why burn the red shirt if you don't have to type deal? If you're not going to burn it, if you're not going to play him, you know, does he end up fall back to Christian Gaylord? You know, as a backup, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, have a senior, have a true freshman, but yeah, I mean, I think Ben Hart is a very intriguing guy. I, I'm excited for this group to develop. Um, again, I think the most compelling competition this fall, if Desmond Bland does not show up, will be Will Farniak and Cam Jurgens. So, so the reason that I said that it was the least interesting or least exciting to do in this exercise is because just like all of us named our guys. The two deep, we weren't far off at all. The only wild cards that were thrown in this situation is Bryce Bernhardt. But uh, how often do these guys come in? Okay, you know, everyone says, oh, yeah, well, Brennan Hymas was a true freshman. But how, how, how often is, does that really happen? And he was, uh, Hymas walked into a scenario where there were no other guys. We all agree on four dudes for the most part at uh, tackle. I mean, come on. I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, you're. I mean, you're right. I think it's hard for a true freshman offensive line to get there. I think their bodies aren't quite developed. But you know, Ben Hart is a guy that's special. I, I actually wouldn't be shocked to see him. You know, I've watched some tape on him, and I know everyone loves him at tackle. But you know, I, I don't think guard would be out of the question. I am not. I think that second guard position after Bo Wilson is a hole for us. I am not convinced. And, and so I don't know what the coaches are going to do. I, I'm not I'm not pumped there. Really? You think guard is the biggest problem here? Center is the obvious biggest problem we have. 
Absolutely. Especially if Bland don't show up and play center. We're, we're going to be relying on a redshirt freshman either way. Well, you're right. I mean, we will be, but I mean, Will Farniak was a, you know, top 15 center out of high school. And I do like Cam Jurgens that move there. I think that guy was a special athlete. I think you give him an off season to build as an offensive lineman. I think he's going to be good. Um, that's, I, that's, I actually like, that's, think, like me, that's like me saying I think uh, Andre Hunt's going to be good this year. We have no proof of this. Well, no, but the difference is between Andre Hunt. Andre Hunt was a three-star. Cam Jurgens was a four-star. Tight end. Freaking top <laughs> 200 player in the country. Tight end. Tight end. Well, okay, but he's a 6'3", 250-pound lineman uh, tight end last year. Okay. I mean, you put on 30 pounds of muscle and weight in the offseason you have yeah. a guy that's a, not a bad center I, i'm not I'm, I'm sorry if i don't get excited over a 280 pound center under scott frost offense you don't need these big offensive linemen like you do i mean you lean speed guys that can keep moving the ball and that are smart and strong cam jurgens was a great track 280 star pound school, centers really don't succeed most generally speaking in any system i i just i I think there's a little bit more to be op- optimistic about with him. I, let us phrase this. I am more optimistic about his transition offensive line. Um, I think he will be a starter for Nebraska. The coaches talked very highly of him last year when he made that move. I think he will get a starting spot eventually on this offensive line. I don't think it's going to be this year, um, ultimately, but I, I do see this guy as a guy that's going to play and maybe be a future All-American for the Red. Okay. All right. Final question on this offensive deep dive. Overall on the offense. Or we didn't do uh, we still didn't do the best better or worse or question. You're, with, you're killing your own segment, Justin. You are. Gosh dang it. All right. Better, same or worse. Offensive line, Tyler. <sighs> yeah, this is tough. I, I I'm gonna be um I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic here, and I'm gonna say the same. Um, yeah, the tackles last year were good, but not great. I, I like to believe that they're gonna take a step forward, um, but I think our interior offensive line is going to take a step back. I think that's gonna net about the same result. Derek, I um. A little over-optimistic probably on this. I love Greg Austin. I think he develops players so well. And I think you've seen it over – the. I think you've seen it a lot last year with that, with the way our running game improved so much. Everybody wants to give Devina Zigbo so much credit, but I think the offensive line deserved a lot of credit for improvement there. And uh, I think three of these guys are going to go under a year two of this system with Greg Austin there. I think we got some damn good recruits that are going to be – a lot of them are going to be in their second year of, the, of, the, of it. I think I think this is going to be a better year, and we're going to have less penalties from Gerald Foster and uh, Tanner Farmer gone. So I, I, I think I think we're going to be better. I think we'll be same to a little bit better. Uh, I think there's a little bit of room for uh, improvement, but ultimately. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be the same. Yeah, I agree with you, Tanner. You know, the interior line, that's the part that worries me the most. Uh, so, I'll just But how it. much difference is that if, Dev- is if Desmond Bland actually gets to campus? I mean, that, that could be a game changer whether he plays center or guard for us. I, I think he is a game changer next year potentially for us if he makes it to campus. I mean, look, if, look at the percentages. What would you give it that – or what, what, what are the odds – that he makes it to campus to suit up for the 2019 season. I mean, it's not very good odds, is it? Um, no, I mean, that's why I didn't put him there. But um, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think it's more likely that he does it than does. I mean, I don't fully know what's going on with him. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, do you guys have better insight? I mean, I've read Zero. some stuff. I've, Zero. I mean, I've read grades. I've read coaches have lost interest. I've, I mean, I've read a lot on it, and I just don't know what his deal is. Yeah, I, I, I will say this: the one one thing I find different about you, you guys are so concerned about the interior line. 
I think the play calling can change how much how important the interior line is. Because with this offense, the way they run these counters and they run these misdirection plays, I think it helps the interior line a lot more than what a Mike Riley run offense was. Or even a Bo Pelini offense where you were running the read option like every play. I, I, th- I think it makes a big difference. And I, th- I think they can draw up a good game plan to cover up for the, the interior line a little bit better. Well, yeah, that's because we really don't have a guy to run up the middle, <laughs> like at the running back situation. Well, I'll tell you this. Mills is. I mean, whether he turns out to be or not, we, we have yet to know. But, I mean, that guy is 210 pounds or 220 pounds, I think. Uh, I mean, he, he's basically the same size as Zigbo was. All right, final final question here on the offense, and we got to move on. Uh, overall on the offense, better, same, or worse, Tyler, than last year? I, I'm going to go worse. Um, man, I, I offense popped last year. Um, you, you know, if, if Adrian Martinez takes a giant step forward like Derek thinks, then yeah, I think it could be better or the same. But losing Stanley Morgan, Divine Zigbo, not confident where our offensive line really is going to land. Um, I'm not, I, I don't, and I'm, I want to preface this. Don't give me hate mail. I, I don't think this offense is going to be terrible next year, but we had a really good offense last year. Um, you know, I, I think we could fall back, you know, five to 10 spots in overall offensive rankings. Um, which again, doesn't mean we're gonna have a bad year, but I, I do think this is going to take a slight step back next year. Derek. I, I disagree. I think, I think last year we had a good offense that was scoring, 30 points a game. I think next year we're going to be better. I think we're going to be a lot better. I think we're going to score close to 40 points a game. I think this offense under, under with two years under a system. And I, I just call me over optimistic, I guess, but I, I, I could see us being tons better than what we were last year. So, so to recap, Derek, if you say that we're going to be a lot better, uh, didn't you say that we were going to be worse at running back and wide receiver? Uh, wide receiver, I, I but they're all off of speculation on the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. But you know we'll be better? I, I, I think we <laughs> will be, yes. Okay. I, I just, you know, as I tally up my tick marks here, uh, I have us down in running back and wide receiver at the skill positions, same, basically the same for offensive line. The only improvements I see is quarterback and tight end. Quarterback, you play one guy. Position group, uh, I I think we'll be same to worse, uh, our offense. And that's not to say that we're going to be, like to Tyler's point, that doesn't say that we're going to be a shit offense. I just don't think that we're going to be that much drastically improved over last year. I mean, we... We were putting up some yards last year. We had some pretty darn good production. I just don't know if we have enough playmakers there to uh, like, provide the tools to get us so many yards. That's that worries me a little bit. But still, like like Tyler said, you know, if we drop five spots uh, in total offense, is it that bad? No, it's not bad at all. So. Well, I mean, it's not like we had a top defense or a top offense. I mean, it, to drop to drop, I think would be a discredit to, to Scott Frost. I think it would. I think fans will get very uh, impatient if, if our offense drops in year two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's no Tyler doubt about it. I mean, so if our offense drops, we're not going to win a lot of games. Well, I see it. I don't want to spoil next week, but I, I, I do think our defense is going to improve next year. I, I don't know if that matters. I, I think our offense can drop in an overall yards and proficiency, and I think we can still win more games. I I, I am not in this situation where I think we are going to be reliant 100% on this offense to be a top 10 offense to win games next year. I just I don't think that's our situation. All right, guys, this was a lot of fun, but it's time for last call. Last call to you, Tyler. My last call is to the New England Patriots and, more importantly, the Kansas City Chiefs. And 
you know, kudos to the Patriots for proving that they are the best NFL franchise. I have a love-hate relationship with them. I respect what they do. But in particular, I got to talk about this overtime thing. Um, you know, there is a lot of talking about how the NFL overtime screwed the Chiefs over and it wasn't fair. They didn't get the ball. You know what I have to say? Stop someone. Everyone wants this college <laughs> overtime. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Nick, Nick Wright on FS1 today pointed out, you know, college overtime's like if you went to overtime in NBA and decided to go to a three on three game. Doesn't make sense. NFL, you had four quarters to score more points than your opponent. Now let's go to sudden death and let's stop someone and be a complete team. They couldn't do it because Tom Brady is the GOAT. (laughs) Derek, he's the GOAT because he gets every call. Jesus. Jesus Johnson. He was given a roughing the passer penalty because a guy touched his shoulder pad. Literally touched his shoulder pad. Over, he top, hard, over the though. top, over the top of an offensive lineman, he barely touched him, and he got. It was third down. It was a good stay. Would have stopped him. Hey, look, I, Tom Brady is not the. He he might be the goat. He might be whatever. At the end of the day, he's a crybaby. He's a wuss. He's a wuss. I can't stand the son what? of a bitch. And I hope I hope to God that he ends up at the bottom of the ocean. Fuck him. Language. Whoa! Language. Wow. Uh, you must Andy's like a cheater. Andy's a cheater. Allegedly. Uh, Not allegedly. No. He served a 40 game suspension over it. Yeah, well. That's because Roger Goodell hated him. Yeah. He's too oh, good. They won the, they, go. they won the make the NFL go. more competitive. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady's a cheater. He's a worthless piece of garbage. Well. And he's the best ever by a wide margin. Wide margin, yeah. I, I'm I'm rooting for the Patriots. I I don't want Tom Brady to stop until he has a Super Bowl ring on every finger. So, uh, just a few more years, and then he'll have that, and then he can go uh, retire off in the sunset. Too bad he couldn't beat Eli, Eli Manning. That, is, right. too, that well, is too bad. I agree. That is too bad. That is. That's very yeah. I mean, <laughs> he could go off into the sunset a season sooner. All right, Derek. NFL could get competitive if he did that. <laughs> Derek, last call to you. All right. So, my beloved Cubbies uh, came up in the news this week as Chris Bryant made a comment at Yadier Molina, completely overreacted to, when he said the city of St. Louis is boring. And now Yadier Molina is all pissed off. And this is the. Equivalent of media trying to blow everything out of proportion, but I just thought it was funny. Whatever. Go Chris Bryant. Yeah. I mean, St. Louis, it is boring. He didn't say anything that wasn't, he didn't say anything fake news about it. Tyler? Okay. I think he's done talking. Tyler, Tyler's a Cardinals fan for the listeners out there. So Tyler doesn't want to hear anything bad about St. Louis and his beloved Cardinals. Uh, so he's going to be walking away shortly. Hey, last call to me, guys. Whoa, and- <laughs> why didn't you get a chance to get in that? I thought you were done. You had Sorry. your chance. I thought you were done. No, hell no. First of all, I, I, had, I, had, to get my, uh, I had to get my breath under me. You know what's not boring is signing perhaps the best free agent on the market this offseason. You know what's not boring? It is not being next to a shitty Lake Michigan and having that whiff of odor come all over your city. You know what's not boring? It is to have to root for a team that wins the World Series once every 100 years. It's cool to win multiple World Series in a century. It's pretty cool to do that. Maybe the Cubs should try it every now and again. Those things are not boring. So Chris Bryant can just sit there and love his one World Series because that's all he will ever get. Unless he goes to the Cardinals. <laughs> and you'll welcome him with open arms. A hundred percent. I would give him hugs and kisses. <laughs> all right. Too, too much. Too much. Hey, last call to me, guys. And it's Nebraska ball. Uh, Tim Miles and the Husker Hoops. They stepped on their own Johnsons and lost to Ruggers 76-69. to 
lowly ruggers, right? Eight-point favorites headed in, lose by seven. So I got to ask you guys, is this Husker Hoops team, are they looking like the NCAA tournament team that we thought that they were three, four weeks ago? Tyler? Well, the answer is no, but let me just say this. Husker Nation, put the bullets out of the gun. Relax a little bit. Guys, we are still in a position to make a run for the NCAA tournament. Um, that was a bad loss, and this team has not performed lately, but we do have some good wins on the uh, already under us and a lot in front of us. Just just take a breath. We'll be okay. Derek? Between every game that we've been favored in that we've lost, between Minnesota, Maryland, uh, now uh, Rutgers, uh, th- this is starting to become a dumpster fire. And quite frankly, we're look- looking like we're – if we if we make the tournament, we'll be lucky, I think, at this point. And if we don't make the tournament, fire the son of a bitch and go grab Tyron Lou. <laughs> amen, amen. I get, I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying amen. Actually, but uh, God. All right, guys, let's get out of here. We got out of control here. Hey, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere to include Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and much more. We appreciate any and all feedback, and please share our episodes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week, and as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red! Thank <laughs> you.